This year, the judges of the Cannes Podcast Festival presented the award Best Podcast by a new director to Soul of Detroit. It's the story of a man who went looking for America and couldn't find it anywhere. Soul of Detroit stars M.L. Elwood. You do your own thing in your own time. You should be proud. Also starring Mark Fellhauer, the award-winning director of Easy Rider. Co-starring Sean Windsor. What you represent to them is freedom. What the hell's wrong with freedom, man? That's what it's all about. You asked to get the first time out of my face. It's gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You have to be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Hola, mes amigo. Es su amigo viejo. ML Elric. And the soul of Detroit. Wow, thank God you had Google Translator for that. <laughs> you know, Google can tell you what the words are, but they can't help you with the fantastic pronunciation. <laughs> and you know what? They usually pick the wrong words, too. They, it's more uh, very strict as to what they choose as opposed to slang, right? Like more of a formal uh, yeah, presentation? Exactly. Okay. And, and the reason you're doing that is because you're not here again, but we'll put that aside. Where are you, where are you at for everyone listening? So for those who may think this is a dereliction of duty, I actually think that it's it's an inspiring rise to the challenge to reach you from La Fortuna. That's the fortune to those of you who aren't at La Fortuna, uh, Costa Rica, where I'm riding motorcycles with a good friend of mine, Sergey, who uh, recognized my deep and horrible and crippling pain from the utter and brutal rejection from the voters of Detroit after I risked everything like, uh, like, like everyone everywhere, especially sports writers and, Sean and, uh, and said, you know what, why don't you come and jump on a bike and we'll ride around Costa Rica for a week or two. And after hesitating for no time whatsoever, I said, let's do it. So right behind me, you hear, you see El Chiripa or El Chiripo which is uh, the local pronunciation for a big ass mountain shrouded <laughs> in clouds in a very beautiful part of one of the most beautiful Central American nations you'll ever find. I got to tell you, um, that's not a bad silver lining to losing the election. There was an email that came in from Michelle who was kind of talking about the first city council meeting. And I think I, if, I, if, if it was me, I'd rather be where you are than on Zoom for that meeting. Uh, who's Michelle? Uh, someone that emailed into the show. She emailed you too, but I mean, you're in oh. Costa Rica, so they don't they don't have email there. Okay. Yes. No. Uh, well, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to get on city council was I wanted there to be a voice of reason among the uh, the chorus of chaos. But uh, but perhaps uh, perhaps that's that's just going to continue because there isn't somebody there who <laughs> exactly. is going there to get some stuff done but uh but back home you heard his voice award-winning director producer of the show mr mark fellhauer pulling it all together joe zuver once again uh defying all the odds and beating all the naysayers except those on facebook so we are live on youtube we encourage you to subscribe to this youtube channel ml elric so we can get the hell out of facebook because it is evil and changing the name does not change its heart um <laughs> On the axis of Eagle, we also have Sean Windsor there in Ferndale. <laughs> and here with me in Costa Rica is Sergey M. Morris, a guy who had never ridden a motorcycle before, had never spoken Spanish before, unless you count whatever he said at the Taco Bell drive through who chucked it all to get on a bike and ride from Oakland County to the tip of Peru. And uh, along the way, he's looking for love, snakes, and fame. Mr. Sergey Morris, uh, one of the craziest bastards you'll ever meet, but also Hello. one of the sweetest souls this side of the glass partition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, minor correction Argentina is a lot further than 
Peru, um, oh. but so I'm going to go down to Argentina. Originally, I was going to go down to the very tip, um, but I think maybe I'm going to bail at Buenos Aires and just uh, kind of say I tagged the country. Um, loving the trip, but also not sure I want to live this way forever. So, Like most smart people who have been around and around the world, he heard just the tip and said, no gracias. <laughs> you know, the thing is, no matter where you go in the world, uh, the uh, Kaju Cafe is, is always worth talking about. Um, they're all booked up for those feather bowling parties for 2021. But let me get you thinking about the new year. Book your post-holiday party in January at the Kaju. The lanes are booked through the end of 2021. But if you want a private bar to host a New Year's Eve party, contact the Kaju Cafe. You can find all their information at kajucafe.com. They still have opportunities for you to take 2021 out with a bang. Start 2022 right. That's your pals at the Kaju Cafe, where they have live music all the time. They have DJs. They have lots of entertainment. Great Belgian delicacies. A fantastic tap where you can find our friend Altus, I believe, either in the cooler or on the uh, hand-drawn beers there. And, uh, I mean, it's not hand-drawn ale, which is really good, but it's very nice Detroit original lager. It's all there at the Kaju Cafe, an east side institution. Find out more at kajucafe.com. So, Sergey, what uh, what was the inspiration for this? Because ML just said you don't speak Spanish, you don't ride motorcycles, so why? Well, um, I do a lot of weirdo, crazy travel anyway. And, um, I'm a guy who, uh, I don't know. I just, I think it's a stupidity, but, uh, boundaries challenges. I mean, I don't think I steer into trying to get myself in trouble too much, but, uh, I definitely have a sort of, um, jolly stupidity to go and try stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, if you want to know a real keyword for pissing me off, it's like, I hope you find what you're looking for. <laughs> I mean, I'm not looking for anything. I, you know, it's, uh, I can't is the biggest compelling reason. Um, it's, uh, other than the long timeline, it's not super unusual for the, uh, wackadoodle kind of crazy. I mean, I go to a lot of remote places and stuff like that too. Um, but now I, I can manage my job online. Uh, my house is taken care of my, I dropped off my kid at, uh, really that was the, the, the starter pistol was dropping mm -hmm. my kid off at college and realizing I'm an empty nester, uh, uh. completely and, uh, free as a bird. So yeah, the biggest compelling thing is, uh, you know, that I can, and I was saying, yeah, I'm going to think I'm going to ride a motorcycle to, uh, let's put a range on it. We'll go mm, maybe two weeks, maybe a year, maybe uh, Argentina, maybe Toledo. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, no, I can't is the biggest thing. And you were lonely and that's why you asked ML to come with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, it was more of a charity case for him, by the way, he claims <laughs> Irish heritage, but I think he's, uh. I think he's, you know what his name means in Spanish? It means, uh, the Rick, El Rick <laughs> is, uh, or as I've been calling him, M-A-L. So you joined in, in, uh, I assume you flew into what's the capital San Jose and then, uh, drive off from there. It's actually called San Joe's. Oh yeah. San Jose. Um, and so what, what kind of thing, what kind of things are you two doing down there? I mean, it's kind of cool. It's a buddy trip, but it's, you know, kind of weird. Yeah, well, um, I wanted to first have of a all good mix. trying to remember how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, what are you riding? It's a Kawasaki KLS six fifty, and um, you know I've done everything to my bike. Uh, I have to be I have a whole bin of parts, so uh, I know how to I know how to repair everything on it almost. And so we got Mike the same ML. We got him the same thing. Um, we rented in San Jose, and uh, so just we have breakdowns or whatever, but they're good bikes. They high clearance. It's the right bike for the trip. Well, Sergey, how, how long have you been on the road now? Um, when did you leave? And, and cause it's, you know, you're already gone an incredible way through Mexico and, um, yeah. everything else in yeah, central yeah. America, pretty much. So whatever the math is on September 9th, um, idea came up me and my boys realizing I'm an empty nester and I can do it. Oh, and I could work from anybody anywhere and thinking about like, Oh, I can manage the house. Uh, you know, like, uh, just kind of, I call it this black hole conversation where all my life got sucked into it. So yeah, I think I'm on like day 90, but, uh, mm. from that first lunch with my boys starting to brainstorm, um, to, uh, three days later, I bought a bike. And then 10 days after that, I got certified with my endorsement 
And then about six hours after that, I was on a bike. So it's, uh, it, it seems like a really weird time to travel with COVID. Yeah, and he, he forgot to mention that not long before that. I got uh, my lucky shirt where the where the tears all match my uh, yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I guess they're not there. Uh, I'll tell you about Hall Financial. Refinance your home right now with Hall Financial. You might even be able to close your loan by the new year. That's how quick they are. That's how fast they are. And they can get you a free five-minute mortgage review right now. Listen to what all the great people have to say. Here's a previous client who said, I couldn't have asked for better help getting my first home purchasing from them. They were prompt, professional, caring, and quick. They felt like they put me first when I know they have tons of other clients. So check them out. Uh, you won't ever be on hold too. like when you call a place and next thing you know, 20 minutes has elapsed and you're still listening to the same damn loop over and over. You can chat with the team right away, seven days a week, call 866-CALL-HALL, or you can go online simply to callhallfirst.com. Can't say enough things about them. I know ML has used them in the past uh, twice, two times over uh, for his homes up in uh, East Lansing. So as they're trying to reconnect down in Costa Rica, it's just me by myself waiting for Sean to reconnect from the bathroom. It's right, right when their internet went out, Sean is when he decided to go up. I believe ML's back now. Pretty sure I am. Yeah. You tell me. There's Sergey. So yeah. ha have you run into any problems? Because, you know, some people, you think of Central America, you think of uh, danger and uh, murder and all these people fleeing their homelands to come here to the United States. I mean, what, what has it been like to traverse that area? Okay. So, um, I'm slapping my forehead cause yeah, absolutely. There's all kinds of problems. There's dangers and annoyances. Um, I'm not in love with the narrative that the worst five things about a place, uh, define the country. And so for example, Mexico, um, you know, all the cliches are, um, true for sure. They have, uh, terrible, uh, problems with, uh, cartels and corruption and drugs. And I mean, name it. Sure. But, you know, we have school shootings and we have, uh, you know, uh, political unrest and we have, you know, and the, the, you know, looking down your nose at it is uh, a little, um, you know, narrow-minded and, and also, um, uh, people are, I'm very comfortable in different cultures and different challenges, um, be they social, hell, mechanical, uh, bureaucratic, whatever. Well, um, it's just a different set of rules. If I say I'm going to, um, Colorado camping in the snow, um, you know, that can be very dangerous hypothermia. They got grizzlies, you know, getting lost, um, whatever. Um, but people say, wow, that's amazing. I say, I'm going to go right through, uh, Mexico and immediately go for those worst things. Well, in huh. Mexico, um, you know, it's not a good idea to, to ride at night, certain places, ask around a lot. Um, you might have trouble with the police that are not super well paid that, um, there might be some, uh, extracurricular little bribe bribery stuff going on, uh, spot fines or wink, wink, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But the rules are different, you know? Um, and, uh, and, and so learn the rules, pay attention. And, uh, you know, um, there are something like 1.5 million Americans that live in Mexico. And somehow they survive every day, you know? And so, uh, you know, back to the, I paid, uh, so far, I think I might've just paid two bribes, <laughs> you know, really? uh, someone at the border. I eh, know more than that. Anyway, uh, but one was just <laughs> that, that wouldn't have happened if I was on Mexican city council, <laughs> there, there would have been no bribes. <laughs> yeah. Well, well I paid, no mas bribas. Uh, so we paid a Nicaraguan cop, uh, me and another guy was riding uh, overlander to uh, Argentina as well. There's a couple of us that link up once in a while. We each paid him 20 bucks and, oh, we got our money's worth, man. We gave him a show. We were so confused and her, we were there for a half hour or whatever. Anyway, that's their system. Um, you, you get on board and you expect it and you understand it. On the other hand, I got a couple of tickets before I left um, my home. I couldn't deal with them. I was gone. So I paid a lawyer to take care of it all. And, uh, you know, my bill was... I don't know, uh, you know, 600 bucks because I'm paying for a lawyer to process it and, you know, and, and I did what they said and whatever. Uh, but then in Nicaragua, you know, it was, uh, 40 bucks cash for two of us. It's just a different system. Um, so and, to those uh, of our listeners in Nicaragua, I just want you to know, I was not there at the time. I had no knowledge of this. I don't condone this kind of conduct. We have a fairly large Nicaraguan audience. <laughs> I just want you to know that I would, 
if I was there, I would have stopped this. Well, at least ML, you joined him on the part of the trip that is, uh, I mean, Costa Rica is fairly westernized. They have no problem. They, they have low crime rate, right? So you haven't had to do any bribes. What what kind of stuff are you guys doing down there? We, we, uh, we're riding motorcycles and, and drinking some beers, but not at the same time because yeah, right. uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty hardcore about that. Um, you know, we've been hiking uh, in the... Uh, I'm going to call it the rainforest because some people around here call it. Maybe other folks call it the jungle. We've been seeing some crazy creatures, some toucans, some uh, howler monkeys. Wherever you, you look up from where you've parked your motorcycle, and there are monkeys in a tree screaming. That's awesome. Um, we went uh, searching for uh, one of the deadliest snakes on the planet. I, I didn't know that was going to be part of our agenda, so I'm going to let uh, I'm going to let my uh, my surprise laden friend talk a little bit about that, and then we went kayaking on uh, a big crazy river with the Costa Rican Charlie LaDuff. So it's been, it's been a pretty action packed, uh, less than, less than five days. Is that right? Oh, and we went to the worst sports bar in Costa Rica, uh, before we came to La Fortuna sports bar, Jackie. What was, why was it the worst? What was so bad about it? Uh, they only had three things to eat all fried the uh, volume of the football game was so loud that the players themselves were like, can you turn it down? And they were playing halfway across the country. And <laughs> um, that sounds like a sports bar. And they only serve Pepsi. Uh, no, well, no booze. We couldn't do it because we were riding, but uh, yeah. yeah, we couldn't but do it. No we that was a classic. Uh, if, if you ask me, that was a classic experience where um, people have a lot of ideas about, you know, locals living close to the earth and, eating the best food and we're no man i mean people that are different you know humble levels of economic strata they they just eat crap they eat lays potatoes you know like some places yeah you know they're harvesting from the forest and it's amazing other places though it's just like the the grade d stuff that mcdonald's mm. turned down that will fry for three hours and then throw on a plate and uh, that was a very that was a very local experience. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So why did yeah, ML have to get like a, why did he have to get a snake stick before he left? I mean, what is the deal with this whole <laughs> snake thing? Yeah. Well, so I try to ease into that with civilians by saying like, what did you love when you were a kid? Cause there's something weird we all are interested in or whatever. And uh, you probably still do love it from when you were 10. And for me, that was uh, reptiles, snakes, um, turtles, lizards, stuff like that. Crocodiles. And uh, so um, when I started traveling for work, I was out in L.A. one time and I realized, wow, I've never seen a rattlesnake. Went out in the desert, found a rattlesnake. It's amazing. It was awesome. For me, that was a cool thing. Um, so, yeah, no, it's just something that stuck with me. And then um, that morphed into uh, a little travel company that I helped found in Malaysia. It's all shut down right now. But, um, yeah, so uh, I will say I do love snakes. Yeah, weird thing. Reptiles, uh, crocodiles, uh, stuff like that. Um, but as well, it's a proxy for adventure. Um, I've been a little annoyed on this trip. I really haven't had time to get out and, uh, and seek wildlife, but also it doesn't matter. It's just a reason to go to cool places, meet cool people and uh, get in situations that you otherwise wouldn't unless you had this arbitrary mission of trying to find, uh, you know, what he was talking about, which is the Fertilance, uh, this, um, you know, what I would call the Black Mamba of the Americas, a really, really uh, athletic, smart, crazy, strong, super toxic snake. Um, so just cool stuff. So, so just so we're clear, Sergey was trying to find this snake and I was trying not to, but we were together <laughs> at night in Hot. the jungle Hot. and, uh, How romantic. And because Sergey, yes, was all very sweaty and all very <laughs> homoerotic. Yeah. So, so, um, so, uh, uh, Sergey is a very social cat. And so he met this guy the first night we checked into our place named uh um uh herman who uh does a local wildlife rescue and together they help release an injured caiman back into the wild which for those of us who as youths were excited about found copies of playboy and not snakes is a small alligator as best i can describe it and then we also checked out a boa constrictor which had been macheted which Rose, is pretty wild by the way mike Mark really is the director because he just asked me to ask you. <laughs> Trying to get you involved, Sean. He just asked me to ask you when you're if when you were you're job hunting job. down there. Yeah. Actually, I have uh, contacted a couple of people about potential employment, but in my last foray into the wild, which was 
Chicago, <laughs> I, I found out from the New York Times that the fact that I ran for office means I shouldn't even bother to apply for a job. Really? So, uh, yeah. Unless you want so, to write guest op-eds. Uh, they just said, don't waste your time, son. So uh, that that was not offered as an are, option. Wait a sec. Are you surprised by that? Because I feel like I see um, ex-politicians, people that actually held office, not just run. I feel like I see them in the media all the time. Yeah, no, I knew that was one of the risks that if I didn't succeed, it would be tough to go back. And uh, so far, that's uh, that's proven to be the case. But but I also put in my application to start doing some substitute teaching. I've talked to a couple of buddies who own bars, and I made ten bar for a while. I mean, I'm not in a hurry to to jump into any job. And I've been offered a couple of spokespeople jobs by some people. I've been offered a job selling a, a commercial real estate broker. Some some weird stuff has come up, but I'm taking my time to try and make the right job to <coughs> pick something that hopefully will make a difference. But at some point, uh, I got to pick something that's going to pay the bills. I'm sorry, we don't have a cough button out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, it's just the Costa Rican COVID. Um, what what oh. about? Uh, oh, sorry, Mark. A couple of quick thoughts here, Mike. First of all, was it just the New York Times, or do you do you worry that that's just going to be newspapers in general? Uh, I'm not really eager to go back to newspapers and do what I did before. If I went back to a newspaper, it would be to do something very different. Hopefully, to try and change the culture because it's desperately in need of that. Yep. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm not looking to necessarily go back to journalism. Uh, we'll have to see. But, uh, but um, you know, I see CBS is starting a new local news operation. That would be kind of interesting. I don't know what they've got in mind. But um, that's, uh, you know, any new thing is always exciting. They have not contacted me here in Costa Rica. And I don't think it's because they know I'm in Costa Rica. I think it's because they've seen me on TV and said, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about um WWJ TV 62 here locally and they're doing they're launching into the whole local which I'm kind of surprised by because they've really resisted it for a long time. And there's is there enough money for them to do that? I was kind of surprised to see that, but good for them. I'm sure it'll be done very cheaply. But then getting Mike getting back to the um the idea of the spokesperson or public relations in in some way. I remember you know, a long time ago, you had an opportunity to, to go that way. I don't know what, 15 years ago. I can't remember exactly how long, but, um, does that still interest you? Something, something like that getting on the other side, so to speak. Cause a lot of people in our business go do that, as you know. So I lost some of what you were saying, Sean, because of our, our connection. But, uh, uh listen, I had to be careful about what I would say for myself and I'm not looking to mince words for somebody else. And I, I, Yeah, I could see how that uh, you know, that is that is interesting when you work for someone else and you got to watch what you say. Even as a columnist, I'm sure. I mean, you're responsible, Sean, to the free press, to what you say, to a bit, right? Yeah, it's I'm not writing a, a blog, right? You I know? would I would never want to be a spokesperson for a company or an entity because I first off, anything you usually put out is just kind of bullshit, you know, spin which is, I find annoying, but that, that's a tough gig because you say the wrong thing. Next thing you know, you're costing your company money. And that's, you know, that's not something I would want to do. Well, Mike, if you got into it, um, you're right. If you got into the corporate world that way, but if you got into, uh, on the university side or maybe in, in, in politics, then those kind of jobs often help shape, uh, strategy a little bit sometimes and even policy. Right, you're you're in a lot of meetings. That doesn't so. fit him, though, man. That's not something he would want to do. No, no, he he strongly considered that side of it a long time ago, and uh, that was my question: Would he consider that again? But we're having technical. He's, he's waving, so maybe he's ready to respond. So listen, I, I I truly believed in Kwame Kilpatrick in 2001, and thought he'd be the greatest mayor of my lifetime, and really wanted to go work for him as a spokesman. But even then, I I couldn't do it because I just couldn't speak for somebody else. And when they told me to say things that I knew were not exactly right, I wouldn't be able to do it. And so one of these folks who contacted me just before Thanksgiving, in fact, I was on my way back from the butchery when we had this conversation. And uh, if you're doing your holiday shopping, please check out the butchery sl.com <laughs> there in Sylvan Lake. They are closed Monday and Tuesday, but doing great business every other day of the week. 
I was able to have one of these conversations that you can have with someone only when you have no plans whatsoever to take that job. And this person, it's local, local elected official, um, considers himself something of a, of a, um, uh, a truth teller, a straight talker. They want to try and clean up some corruption in their office, uh, some of which I exposed uh, when I was in the media. And, um, and I said, I just don't think I'm the right person to speak for somebody else. And this person told me, no, no, I'm looking for someone to say that. And I said, well, you know, here's the problem is, and I use these terms because again, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, this is house money. I don't, I don't care about this job. I said, when you step on your dick, I'm going to go out there and say, so-and-so stepped on his dick. And this person said, no, no, that's what I want. That's that, I'm, I'm good with that. That's what I want. Yeah, the only, right. o- only once did I not speak when, when, uh, when uh, somebody advised me not to, and that was a mistake. So I'll always, I'll always own up to, I said, bullshit. You know what? That's what everybody who steps on their dick says until they step <laughs> on their dick. And so I said, you know, I just don't think it's a good fit, but I said, Hey, if we're both still looking in January, let's talk again. And then somebody else contacted me about a communications job. And I said, Again, not, you know, not probably the right fit for me, but they said, well, there may be an enforcement aspect to this. And I said, oh, so that would call upon my investigative skills. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. But I really just want to try and do things that help make a difference. And I don't know where that will be. Um, I don't see that opportunity in all candor in the local media. But perhaps somebody has an opportunity that um, I'm unaware of. Uh, but uh, I'm well, well. Looking at you, it's clear you should just team up with Sergey and just start some kind of exotic travel agency and just. Oh, he's making a face. What? No. Yeah, this dude jumped off a moving vehicle to grab a cobra. So, yeah. Uh, no, we, we'll we'll okay. ride motorcycles. Well, but, you should uh, be his spokesperson you know, then. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> there you go. Well, it, it, the problem is he's one of these guys who'd say, you can be my spokesperson, but you got to go with me wherever I go. I'm like, Costa Rica on motorcycles, that's cool. West Africa sticking your arm down a pit to try and pull a snake out of it. Not my, uh, not my, uh, no es bueno, uh, por yo. Ser- but, Sergei, uh, Sergei. but if you want to know more about his adventures, there's a place to find out about where, it. where? So right now it's, uh, um, uh, page we're starting on facebook called uh biker ferper gringo it's uh f-e-r-p-e-r biker ferper gringo and uh really haven't launched much of it um i have a ton of i'm actually a writer um this whole trip is a story that'll end up being a book with any luck um but yeah um i thought we were i thought we were training you up to be a like a you know um grubhub driver in san jose on the motorcycle thing with the big box on the back (laughs) i thought that was the you know, the job thing. It, but. It, it rains here too much for me to do that on a regular basis. Where oh, it's true. Where else, um, where else have you gone? I mean, do you do a, like the dark travel? Do you do, have you, would you want to do like North Korea? Because I would love to go to North Korea. I think it'd be fascinating. I've done a lot of, uh, weird off-road travel last year. Um, right. Literally last flight out of, um, Nigeria. Oh, wow. Um, so, um, barely, barely, barely got out. Um, that's pretty dicey. North Korea though, to me, like failed state kind of stuff is not so much fun. Um, I, I'm not super curious about, uh, someplace so locked down and socially, like everyone has a gun to their head and has a gun to the head of their neighbor. Not sure. I love all that, but, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, that was a little wrong side of safe last year. Me and my son, um, riding Bogdri freeway. Um, we were originally going to do motorcycles then too, but never rode before uh, other than like a couple hours in, uh, um, West Africa. But, uh, as far as dark travel goes, sure. Yeah. Um, Borneo, uh, in, uh, like a jungle hike in camp and, uh, um, you know, done a lot of Asia in the last couple of years. Um, but really just off road weirdo stuff, uh, with my little pen light, uh, looking down into a, water reservoir on the porch of some old lady in India looking for a <laughs> venomous snake. Somebody said was there, you know, uh, really off beaten path stuff. Uh, and again, that's what, that's something that wildlife does for you. Uh, you can go take a picture of the statue of Liberty, but if you have a mission, if you have something you're going to do, it's, you get right into the culture. You see things people just don't see. And, uh, so that's, uh, 
that's something I've been lucky with and have had uh, that I do a lot. Yeah. So two days ago at midnight, we're walking through a swamp going under a barbed wire fence. So this guy can try and find Cayman. And I'm trying to keep up without spilling my can of Imperial. So this is a different kind of cat. And he's got a lot of wild stories. And, uh, and he ain't done yet. No, I think that's great. Yeah, I'm so bummed we didn't find a Cayman there. You know, I want to show you oh, around. That. Like, there's such, no, I'm telling you, it's a, as far as the panic and, uh, you know, freak out, it's really a, a letdown because, you know, you're in control the whole time. It's just way over there. It's up to you to approach or not. Uh, it'd be pretty small, but, uh, the stone head on these things, uh, they get beat with a ball peen hammer if it grabbed you. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's really, you know, the, they have a second eyelid, like they're crazy, amazing animals. They're like tiny crocodiles. Before. What's that? Aren't they like tiny crocodiles? <laughs> Aren't they they're like they six are, foot yeah. long? Well, I mean, pussy. Here's what you need to know. <laughs> Did not spill a drop. Well, congratulations on that. That's, that's the most important thing. Yeah, well, with a powerful headlamp and two guys cutting through the bushes for you, but you know. well, see, I'm I'm envious of that because um, I had I had my headlamp on Saturday, but that's because we were without power for six seven hours thanks to uh, the windstorms and DT's wonderful infrastructure. So that's what my headlamp is getting used for to walk around my house just to uh, unplug things and bail water out of a sump pump and all that crap. So. I mean, I, I, I'm honestly, I think Come on down. I'm going to be in Peru next. And then, uh, well, Panama, then Guatemala, well, then Peru, but I gotta tell you, all, country, all, my friends, so. Sarah, all I'm thinking of is I can't wait till I'm an empty nester. So I can do some of these <laughs> things. Right. Yeah. But I guess yeah, that's, uh, yeah. it takes money too. And that's why I got to keep saving up. And, uh, if you want to be that person to keep saving up and need your money, How's that for a segue, Sean? Do you approve? That's great. Call our buddy Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Luke will tell you, don't overreact. The market's very crazy right now. He's going to provide you rational financial advice. He's going to let you know uh, what equities, what bonds, um, how to allocate your 401k, all that stuff so you can have a good strategy so you can someday, when you're an empty nester, hop on a motorcycle and drive someplace in the open and search for snakes uh, with your buddy who's too scared and just doesn't want to spill his beer uh, right behind you. That's Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Let's see if, let's see if ML will finish it. Because? <laughs> He's totally frozen, Sean. Because Luke Nowacki will not help you. Securities and investment advisory <laughs> services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? Although I kind of figured out one reason not to go away from the city, and that's uh, internet access is a little spotty, huh? Can be. I mean, shoot, it could be that way here. If you do business with Luke Nowacki, he'll make it all about <laughs> you, too. sweet Corazon. Too late, my man. Um, who's your geek <laughs> of the week? Well, you know, uh, we all respect our, our service members, but it's got to be the students at uh, West Point. The military academy, the cadets who, the cadets who kidnapped Bill, the Navy's mascot goat. Now that's bad enough because they signed a contract or a pledge back in 1992 that the service academies would not steal each other's goats or mascots. But this is the second time they tried to kidnap Bill. The first time they got the wrong Bill. They got old Bill, and after that. The general who runs the cadets said, we won't do this again. But then they did do it again. And they said, as they've said every single time, that they're very sorry about this. And this may seem like a silly, crazy prank, but the Navy has done it to the Army kidnapping their mule. And the Army has done it to the Air Force kidnapping their falcon, which I really would have liked to have seen because <laughs> that's not the kind of thing you just stick your hand in a cage and say, you know, Polly want a cracker. And you got to make sure you have that little helmet for them, too. 
the little falcon helmet. Oh, the hood, like, yeah, yeah, and you got to have your falconing glove on. But it's a lot of work. They actually injured the falcon who survived. But for these hijinks that put animals at in danger, but more importantly than that, violate the oath that these folks take. These are people who take an oath and take it very seriously. They have an honor code for violating your own honor code again but, and again, even after you got the wrong critter. You're my geeks of the week. And I'm in an undisclosed location, so don't try and send a drone strike after my ass. But that's what happens when you add college football to the mix. I mean, you don't have much rational thinking. And I I don't know. You know, Army-Navy played last weekend. Navy upset Army. Um, And I don't know how to take that game because I'll put it on and I'll watch it. And I love the pomp, the the grandeur of the game, you know, the military, all all the colors, how they're dressed. That's all fun. And then kickoff happens, and I realize that this just is bad football, and I don't really want to watch it. So, although Navy occasionally and Army occasionally gives Notre Dame a game, don't they? I mean, sometimes they rise to the occasion. Yeah, rarely. Navy usually is who is who's Notre Dame's rival for some reason. I was gonna say, like on a competence level, like they're cadets, so maybe we can cut them a break. But like, aren't they supposed to be better at guarding shit? You know, like <laughs> how does that work? I mean. <laughs> guarding their own mascot or, or on the other side like let's not get in trouble in nicaragua nicaragua and hope that they you know got to come you know get the right guy right i mean there's a lot of there's i got a lot of questions about all that i don't know that is a fair point yeah I you, think about that you you get the wrong goal so okay we're gonna go get el chapo first of all you got to give sean penn a heads up so we can get the hell out of there and you end up getting El Wapo instead. It's like, come on, guys. You got well, to be gra- mission focused here. They haven't graduated yet. Sean, do you like the game? Do you like the Army-Navy game? I did in the 70s. Yeah, when they were better, when Staubach was there? Yeah. Well, I think, no, he was there in, what, the 60s. Is it is it overblown? I don't know. I mean, you could say that about a lot of college football, right? It's just tradition, and that's why we do it. And the president goes, and normally and that sort of thing and you it, these days it gets its own weekend right i mean game day was there yeah but uh no it's just it's part of it you know i suppose i don't know i mean why if if you if you don't like the football then why do we go watch high school football on friday nights that's i not, don't that's <laughs> not well a lot of us do that's not college football why do you watch michigan ohio state it's nowhere near the level of the nfl Right? I, I mean, know Michigan's so you, never going to beat Ohio State. You can't, uh, or Auburn, Alabama, or whatever. I mean, the best of college football is still uh, several levels below the best of the NFL, even the worst of the NFL. ML, I th- thought for sure your geek of the week would be the uh, the Associated Press again for naming Harbaugh the coach of the year. Yeah, I just assumed that that was some uh, some misreporting that we heard here in Costa Rica because the guy has these top-rated recruiting classes. We can't get to do dick. And they finally win more than uh, third place in the Big Ten East, and he's coach of the year. Yeah. How about all these assistant coaches? Why don't you make them coach of the year? Because they finally got him there. No, no. Well, your coach of the year is is Mel Tucker. Uh, Gaddis was uh, the assistant. Well, he was the Broyles winner for assistant coach of the year. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I guess that's the broken clock is right I mean, twice a day. I mean, that guy's been a chump for years. It, it is the uh, it is coach of the year, not the last five years. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, there's a lot more coaches who have done a lot more with a lot less uh, nationally, and I'm not even thinking of of the University of Michigan State up the road. Um, yeah, that to me, this is what I was talking about with Aiden Hutchinson with uh, the Heisman finalist. Michigan finally doesn't completely blow, and it's like the second coming. This is this is why Spartans, other than the arrogance in Ann Arbor, this is why Spartans don't like Wolverines because. These guys show a sign of life, and all of a sudden, it's the second coming. Uh, sorry. I, I saw a lizard run across the water a couple of days ago when Sergey uh, chased him off a log. Was Sergey also was pretty special. That was pretty special. Jim Harbaugh, no es especial. Well, here's my Muy question. Was, was Sergey also running across the water? Uh, yeah, I was. No, he's, he's a naturalist. Um, not only that, I I don't know if you saw that Aiden Hutchinson won the Big Ten Player of the Year too, by uh, that the coaches voted on the silver uh, what's it, the silver football award. Hey, no Did, question, he's a good player. Not one of the top four players in the country. Sorry, uh, yeah. no, and, you're uh, right. You're right. He was number man, two. K uh, nine did win the Doak Walker Award. He, he should have been at the Heisman ceremony. Sorry, but he came in six. There was no player. There's no player with more talent who elevated their team more so than Kenneth. Walker, Heisman, Finito. I would say Bryce Young. Would. Done. Right. Okay, what's the song, my man? <laughs> <laughs>
Never has this segment been set up better than that, Sean. I think it was great. So Sean is doing what here in Central America we call a junta, where he tries to take over from El Presidente. And let me tell you something, Sean. Like all would-be dictators, history will curse your name. What's the song? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um... This is this is a, a band named after what our show is like when Sean isn't there. It's called the Fun Boy Three, and um, well, let's let the, let's let the boys take it away. thinking you're thinking i chose this because this is what happens when i go out of town but no that's not why okay that's not entirely why it's partly because okay it's partly because of that but it's also because this month we are doing new wave tunes that you will find on the soundtrack to ashes to ashes the bbc <laughs> police procedural that involves time travel and some of the most charismatic cops you'll find this side of the Atlantic or that side of the Atlantic. And um, the fun boy three was a interesting group. They had a very short career, but you know a lot about them, whether you realize it or not, because the fun boy three were three guys who broke off from the specials. One of the great ska bands of the new wave era. Mm -hmm. And they had a more stripped down sound, as you probably heard, very sort of basic uh, tune, but you also know, a little bit more of their work because Terry Hall, who was one of the three fun boys, helped write Our Lips Are Sealed with Jane Wheedlin wow. of the Go-Go's, which are one of our favorite all-girl 
new wave bands yeah, rock and roll hall of, of all fame times members, yeah and one of the things that that you if you did hear a uh, a fun boy three song you probably heard it ain't what you do it's how you do it not their greatest tunes but uh but they also helped launch the career of bananarama who sang the chorus in it ain't what you do it's how you do it they were discovered or they were i guess elevated by terry hall and so that's why we're talking fun boy three here in ashes to ashes month in room seven six oh nine and by the end of the month for those of you who are intrigued to know anything about ashes to ashes there's a mystery about what's really going on what's real what's not real at the end of the month spoiler alert we'll tell you what's really going on in ashes to ashes and don't cry because this series actually aired over a decade ago. So <laughs> if you don't know yet, you've no. had plenty of time we, to get caught up. We knew you weren't watching to anything me, now, recent. This, this is a new show. Yeah, this is say, a new show to me. That's like <laughs> probably the most recent show you've ever seen. That's right. That's from 769. Sean, did you like it? Yeah, it was, it was nice. <laughs> I'm trying to get more out of Sean today. El Presidente. <laughs> Once more. In Can, you guys fight again? Can you guys just fight again? No, Mike's my buddy. We can't fight. He's always in the bathroom. Please. We could fight over the bathroom, but I'm here. Hey, have you and Sergey? Have you guys fought on your trip? I mean, it's only been four days together. No, I was wondering when the. There's a thing I have in mind, which is uh, um, MTI, the Murder Travel Index. Like how long you can travel with somebody before you try to snuff them out with a pillow in the middle of the night. But uh, you know, I mean, my my best friend is like seven days, so make sure to schedule the trip for five, so there's, like, you know, a buffer. I don't try to kill him, the but uh, it hasn't come up. The fact yeah. that you even I mean, know that that's a thing or what it is is kind of frightening for me. But now you can't do yeah. it, because now it's on tape. You can't kill him. So I, I also have a rule, which is uh, never cross a guy with a snake hook and who isn't a fear, afraid of uh, crocodiles or venomous creatures. You just don't know what they're capable of. But, uh, but I do know completely what Sergey's talking about because I traveled back in 91 with one of my best friends in the world, still one of my best friends. We had a massive, massive falling out in Prague What over whether or not, yeah, believe it or not, we had a massive falling out over whether or not, and actually split ways. Uh, I went on to Yugoslavia when there was still a Yugoslavia. <laughs> uh, he went on to Greece with a German au pair. So there may have been another thing motivating him, but we had a falling out over whether Shock G and MC Humpty Hump were the same guy. And I said they were, and oh. he insisted they were not. Oh, well, um, now, now that he's passed, I mean, can't you guys mend fences and have him admit that you were correct? Because that's really the most oh, important no, thing. It, yeah, no, we made the piece uh, many, many years ago over that. Uh, he also oh. made the German au pair. So I think, you know, sometimes <laughs> you can be wrong and do all right. But uh, to your North Korea uh, point from a few uh, minutes ago, although to our listener, I'm sure it seems like hours ago, um, I went to Yugoslavia just before it broke apart, wanting to be in a place where the whole world seemed to be focused. And I went to Belgrade wow. and spent a few days there. And let me tell you something, as much as it seems like what a place to be at, what a time to be there, if you don't speak any of the language... Mm -hmm. Good luck, brother, because Belgrade is not a big tourism center. It's not a place where even people at some of the more international hotels are speaking a lot of English. And I couldn't order a cheese sandwich. It was hard to find out how much a beer cost. It is tough. And I spent most of a day taking the trams, trying to find the Tito Museum. And uh, even some of the letters are different in the uh, in the Yugoslavian alphabet. It's Cyrillic. So it's kind of a cool thing. It sounds very romantic. I understand the uh, the motivation, but holy crap, it can be a mess. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I didn't hear that last part. <laughs> it can be a mess. That's what came through. Okay. Normally, story normally well you guys you guys know when I wrap up because you're hanging on my every word and staring in rapt attention, Wait, did you um, say which something? I which I find a little creepy, but I appreciate. It. <laughs> you're so. Um, uh, we should thank our donors this week. We had a very generous donation from Bryant, who sent this note. Keep up the great work, gents. So uh, thank you, Bryant. We we do rely more and more on donations and the support of our listeners. We're, we're transitioning towards a uh, 
towards a NPR model. So we do appreciate your donations and you can make those at mlsoulofdetroit.com. I'll have Mark repeat it just in case I didn't come through because it's that important. It came through mlsoulofdetroit.com. There's a donate button there and bam, it'll pull up PayPal because that's uh, all we're set up to do right now is take PayPal. Yes, we, we can't we can't stress enough that you should go and give us some money. Um, I also want to uh, to tell you, uh, we heard from, um, I believe, yes, an attorney from Bloomfield Hills responding to some comments made by last week's guest, the always compelling, the always contentious Michael Ratai Esquire, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who had made some suggestions that perhaps the legal defense team representing... Oy, that was bad. Oh, what uh, happened representing there? the um, representing the uh, the parents, the Crumblies, the alleged yes. the Crumblies, the alleged Oak uh, Oxford High School shooter, might not be up to the task and might have um, uh, well sought out that assignment. Uh, we have we have no evidence uh, to support that. And as we said last week, and and my wife, who's covered some cases that they've represented people on spoke uh, highly of their abilities so let's let's make sure that that uh that that's out there but um uh, and i think we made all that clear last week too not enough for anjali prasad who writes hello i was extremely repulsed by your guest speaker last night ratai reflects since when is it acceptable for members of our profession to blast our colleagues who they neither know personally nor know anything about in fact a an attorney referred the Oxford case to Smith and Lehman, who are the attorneys representing the Crumbly parents. B, Smith has been practicing law for over 15 years and Lehman for over 10, not the five alleged by your guest speaker, who smacks of sour grapes. I thought to post this comment on your Facebook page, but unlike last night's speaker, I have tact and still believe in civility amongst lawyers. Hence, I am emailing you directly. So um, all fair comment, although I guess... I'm not sure what the difference is between saying it on Facebook or sending us an email to share with our audience, but uh, but this is the perspective of Anjali Prasad, an attorney who apparently knows all the parties. But uh, but hey, man, we uh, we have guests on; they're free to speak. That is the power of the First Amendment. We try and provide some context where we have the expertise to do so. And if somebody has a contrary viewpoint, we invite you to reach out to us with a, a comment, with a rating. Or by sending an email, as Anjali did, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, I'm not as proficient as other languages as I am in Spanish. Um, but you can always write us at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. And while it's possible, although few people do, you can leave us a voicemail at 313-288-9070. That's Butterfield 89070. There are now people uh, in tourism here in Costa Rica who are furiously subscribing, downloading, and rating the podcast, which we encourage all of you to do. Uh, Please rate us. Please subscribe so you can keep up with the latest episodes. And if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube YouTube channel, that's ML Elric, uh, we are really trying to get the live broadcast uh, uh, stronger on YouTube. Please consider subscribing to that. We don't put a ton of content up there, so we will not be spamming you. Um, And uh, if you want to know what's going on with the show, if you want to know what's going on, with uh, the gang, if you want to know what's going on with me, you can follow me on Twitter at Elric, that's ampersand E-L-R-I-C-K, or on Facebook at ML No Periods Elric, um, where we occasionally put some stuff up when Facebook isn't a complete piece of crap mm-hmm. that we always find it to be. Was that a wild animal making that screeching noise? Yes, that was the which is um, a local bird. You know, there are more species of bird in Costa Rica than I believe in all of North America. Oh, gross. Well, that's why I'm never going to Costa Rica. No, thank yes, you. That's why, that's bird. why you want to ride fast on your motorcycle because it's harder to get hit. Birds are the worst. There's some beautiful creatures here. The mm. bee catcher is a bird that uh, Monty introduced me to, a gorgeous bird that just plucks bees out of the sky while in flight. Oh, what a dick. Typical bird yeah. being a jerk again. Sean, what are you working yeah. on? And, and Sergey pointed out some other birds to me. So I, I'm the, the he's the herpetologist, ornithologist, ornithologist. <laughs> and and he can he can he can put away the cerveza as well. Oh, multi talented. Yep. 
Yeah, multi-talented. Uh, I don't know, Mark, maybe COVID coming back in a little bit, games starting to get shut down. Are the leagues really worried about that? I mean, I know um, uh, the, the Bulls had a few games moved, right? Right, and, you know, I was in Denver over the weekend, and the Lions were... Oh, that's right. They only had what? They were lost nineteen percent of their roster. Yeah, close to it. Now, but that wasn't all COVID, but no. uh, they had injuries and they had uh, some kind of other illness go through, sort of a more of a regular flu thing. But there's that, and you know, uh, maybe something on Cade Cunningham and Dave Bing, the former mayor, former Pistons yeah, great, who that. said he wasn't quote that guy, and just the idea Ooh. of what what that guy looks like i feel like dave is becoming like. a sports fan i mean that seems to be a little reactionary it is but we do we always have to make proclamations or pronouncements yes. uh, declarations about what that guy is yeah you know two months sports. into that that guy's career what have you done for me lately yeah i know i know so i don't and know after that, all elric did that about harbaugh yeah so we need to uh i think we need to yeah, explore I gave him that a seven bit. years <laughs> I, gave, I gave him seven years yeah. together yeah, yeah you did no that's that and that's probably fair mike but uh, three months, I don't think so. Well, the irony of it is, is that uh, I felt the same way as the most Michigan fans were right. ready to move on from them. Right. And we've never been more happy to be incorrect about anything. Well, there's nothing in sports like coming out of the, the muck, right? No, it's great. Yeah. It's a good feeling. So there you go. What's next, Mike? Uh, there may be more muck. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Sergey, I think, still wants to see a snake. And uh, since uh, since we have individual showers... Um, <laughs> we'll have to hit the wild because it ain't that kind of trip. No, I think it's uh, I think it's beach from here, and uh, you know we're we're all downhill to back to San Jose when we load you on a plane. So I think we're done with the wildlife. I'm not. I got a year of it coming. Um, wow. Peru for me, and well, we'll have to check in with you as it's going on, just uh, out yeah, of curiosity cool. to see how far yeah. you make it and how far you go. ML, you can get the updates on on his social media. Yeah, we'll throw it out there again. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Biker Furper Gringo, F-E-R-P-E-R, Biker Furper Gringo. And uh, so, yeah, I know I, at heart I'm a writer. So um, starting to post stories and, uh, you know, a lot of connection to people and weird wildlife situations and, you know, yeah, just adventure. And he is a, a, uh, a good guide. And a good friend, because I'll tell you, uh, getting away has been a great thing. And so, uh, so drat on Mr. Fellhauer and Windsor for dragging me back to reality. <laughs> well, we While to- we're all getting sentimental and everything. Yeah. I want to jump in and say, uh, after how much ML poured his heart and soul and life and finances and family and time and money and everything into, uh, into improving the city of Detroit, which I, I sincerely hope he did in the way that, um, you know, you still, you still, um, skew an election in the right direction. You know, you still have a, a an effect. Uh, oh, it's my absolute honor and pleasure to, uh, invite him down and, uh, just, uh, just try to lay out a parade of R and R uh, and, goofiness and a few beers and, uh, some adventure mixed in. So, and, uh, yeah, the company's not terrible either. So that's yeah, been great. <laughs> not terrible. That sounds fun. Yeah. That's a great compliment. And it's hey. like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe called Earth Mostly Harmless. But still, no place I'd rather be. I just love it. You're not terrible to be around. I'll, I'll, I'll second that. <laughs> That's a good yeah, compliment. No. no, believe me. I uh, 6,000 6, voters thought I was that terrible <laughs> that I should not be around. But, uh, but here we have a constituency of, of two, and uh, we're deadlocked. We're going to the recount. Well, be and safe. Traveling is, is holding, so you know we, I, we haven't tried to kill each other. So you know, so far, get back on the right. road and uh, be safe. And we will see you in a week. About right? Yeah, I'll be back in the studio in a week. Um, no souvenirs, but um, I uh, I hope that we'll be able to have a special guest in because there was a really cool cat we wanted to have on last week. Could not make it because unfortunately he went to a Tito's party on an empty stomach and apparently got a Tito's handmade hangover. But uh, we're looking to go into the holidays with, uh, with some great content. And by the way, if you are looking for a last minute gift, if you want a hoodie or a hockey Jersey or a mask or a hat or any of the cool stuff that we sell or a t-shirt and you missed our pop-up store, just send an email to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. Let me know what you're looking for and I'll see if we can get it to you before the holidays. We have it stored safely, 
not on a container ship in the Panama Canal. And we would love to do nothing more than make your holidays and frankly, make a little of what they call here, colones. Sounds great. Sean, you want to do the honors? Yes, I. Uh, okay, I thought they broke. I'll up tell again. you one of the things I oh, really miss here whoa, whoa, in Costa huh? Rica is the unbounded enthusiasm of Mr. Sean Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to you want to say it, Mike? <laughs> Vamanos, Cyrus. I know. Okay, there we go. You do it, Sean. Cyrus, hey, take us out. Oh, Can you my. dig that? Can you Bitch dig it? Can you dig it? Did you ride the bus to podcast? No. I ride my bike. What kind of bike do you have? It's a sledgehammer. Dang. You got shocks, pegs, lucky. You ever take it off any sweet jumps? You got like three feet of air that time. Can I try it really quick? Oh, oh, oh.